Okay, Omaha, welcome into a very, very special episode, a very different episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Um, this is this is super exciting for me because I've got a guest in today who is literally like a restaurant idol, <laughs> kind of for me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nick Strawhecker. He is the owner and chef of Dante and Forno. Nick, welcome to the show. Dan, thanks for having me, and that's uh, very, very nice of you to very nice of you to say. Yeah, I'm I mean, flattered. I've I've always been a huge fan of your food, especially Dante. Um, I've made my love of that restaurant very, very clear. And even when I first like when I first started this show, and Pat and JT were asking me like, "What do you want to do with this?" Like you were kind of one of my like white whale guests. Where like oh, if wow. I can get Nick Strawhecker on here, that would be incredible. And now that's happening today. Unfortunately. This isn't exactly the circumstances that I wanted it to happen under. Um, just to, to give people context, we're recording on the afternoon of Saturday, March 21st. Um, I bring that up just because we're in the midst of this, you know, crazy coronavirus season that's going on right now. So, you know, anything that we say, who knows if it's going to change in an hour, if it's going to change in two days, if it's going to change in a week. So trying to bring you the most updated information we can. Um Anyway, I guess I really wanted to talk to you, Nick, because, you know, you are very much, you know, ingrained in the Omaha restaurant scene. You've kind of taken the charge in, you know, kind of trying to help Omaha restaurants through this. Can you kind of just tell me what this past even week has been like for you? Um, Yeah, it's uh, well, I think this is, you know, I think this is a really good time to, to be on and to, you know, to talk about this because it's just so so remarkable you know it's so everything is so remarkably different you know mm-hmm. in the past you know i'm 40 years old um nobody in and this has been said before but nobody you know in my de- my generation nor the generation before me and then arguably the generation before that has experienced you know, like anything like this yeah i feel like this is maybe and it's totally different but also kind of the same it's really it, i i think this is maybe what kind of world war ii felt like um you know, and it's just keep on, you know, that was four years of, yeah. of, and, you know, people really buckled down and people really worked together. Um, so, and we're only in, you know, one week of this. I, um, so I, you know, it's, I was, I was traveling for, you know, two weeks prior to this. I was, mm-hmm. out of, I was, I was out of town and I was actually, I was in Turks and Caicos and there was no, until today, there was actually a, a report of one, person there being sick. So I was, I was gone. Um, I got back on Sunday, this past Sunday and, um, walking into the absolute unknown right now. I feel we know, I mean, a lot more than Mm -hmm. we did even on Sunday. And so we did line up last Sunday night was the last night of service. I came into the restaurant you know, for a little bit, just to to both restaurants, and just to kind of you know, we we do it uh, every day. We do a lineup, you know, where we talk about the changes in the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about you know, guests because you guys are always using fresh ingredients. Changing the so, menu, yeah, stuff changes. Talking about you know, just things that the staff needs to know, right? right? And we do it at the same time every day. So this lineup was different because, um, I said I, they were looking to me for answers, mm-hmm. and I don't have. <laughs> any answers. We're, no we're, one has we're, any answers. We're told, we're told what to do. Yeah. But I told them that, you know, I would, we're closed on Mondays and I told them that I'd be, if we're able to stay open, I would work all day Monday and figure out a plan um, on how we we're going to do this. And along with Justin Gilmore, director of operations and my wife, Michelle Strawhecker. Okay. Well, backing up. So I told them that, 
And I said, the people that are going to suffer the most, unfortunately, I think are, are the front of the house staff if we're able to stay open because mm -hmm. they're not going to be able, clearly they're not going to be able to get, you know, the tips. We're not going to have the volume that, you know, we're used to. Right. And I'm like, and I, and I, and I told them, I wish I had better news, but I, that's what I think is going to happen. So we closed Monday, um, you know, go into what at the time I was kind of call, calling plan a, if you've ever seen, uh, interstellar. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. I watched interstellar probably five times, uh, <laughs> over the past two weeks. You, I, you need to watch it five times to understand that movie. There's so much going on. Exactly. So plan a was like the good plan that yeah. Michael Caine's character came up with in his team. Plan B was, you know, the not so fun plan as he put it. Uh -huh. So plan a was the, the good plan that the three of us kind of put together on Monday, which was to transform the restaurant into a carryout only uh, deal, you know? Um, so how did we, there was kind of four parts. It was menu. It was, so every day I wanted to change the menu a little bit to keep it kind of fresh for people. Mm -hmm. um, menu, communication or messaging. So how are we going to tell everybody about meaning, you know, our guests, what we're doing and what we're working on? Um, clearly social media, clearly email. Um, so the different, and then also, and how to order was like a big communication part of it for me how are okay so and it all sounds really simple okay you just flipped into a into a carryout business well it, it carryout for dante is really maybe less than five percent you know in yeah. a real life setting so we, you know how do we all the logistics of getting everything from order to out the door you know and i i knew you know that people weren't going to be able to walk in the restaurant so then they call in you know, and then we carry it out to them, right? So it's menu, it's messaging, and then, you know, staffing, and then operations. So it was like kind of those four parts, and we took those four parts and kind of broke down the whole plan from there. Mm -hmm. Come Tuesday, um, you know, we released plan A and just kind of, you know, making it up on the spot as we were going, making quick adjustments and um, decisive you know, measures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sales were okay on Sunday, or excuse me, Tuesday at Dante, 4-0, not so much. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, sales at Dante were just like, holy cow, crazy, great. You know, it was it was like a good Thursday or Friday even on, on a Wednesday. Really? That's awesome. Thursday was like a, at Dante was like an incredible Friday, Saturday. Last night was 25% more last night being Friday than a normal Friday. Wow. So... Sales are so sales are good. People are responding and everybody's getting paid, uh -huh. which is my first, you know, the first thing that I wanted to focus on is making sure our staff's taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody made in the front of the house. I mean, they walked away with, you know, 25% more cash than they would have. People are being very, very, very generous with their gratuity. That's awesome. Very much so understanding um, the situation. We had hour long waits with people in their cars last night because I mean, it was, it was just so much more business than we're used to. We're able to service the kitchens. You can only do so much mm -hmm. out at right. a time. You know yeah. what I mean? So we came up with ways to streamline the menu and to be able to bust out food faster, um, you know, on the fly, it's all on the fly for unfortunately. So Dante's going well, we're having a great response. Um, our team is really, really coming together. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, we're going to be open seven days going forward. You know, like I said, we're typically closed on Monday. Beautiful. We're going to get as much business out of this as we can and um, take care of, you know, our guests and take care of our staff. Unfortunately, Forno is kind of the flip of the coin, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's many factors at play with that. Uh, Forno business just was not doing it. Um, so we made the very, very difficult choice yesterday, um, you know, to close Forno. Um, so we met with 
well, our management team and told them, and then we did calls with the rest of the staff and explained to them. Luckily, we were able to, you know, write checks to our staff. I mean, some small severance checks so that they were able to get something. Everybody was very understanding. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very sad thing to, very sad thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I just didn't see it happening like that, but I had no choice. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that, but that's where, it, that's where it comes in. And that's where, you know, people need to come. A lot of our, a lot of our staff members are just not, they're financially vulnerable. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people are paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have savings. So that's why this whole, you know, this whole kind of, uh, you know, plea for help to our state officials on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think we did that Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Um, that was all based upon a call that my wife was on with the James Beard Foundation on Tuesday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And what they said to do was to follow Chicago's lead. So and Chicago is taking a great lead on this. Absolutely. I mean, a bunch of people, but like Steph Isard was kind of the first one that I saw. Yeah. I actually worked with Steph in Chicago. You know, she's Girl on the Goat and oh, all those yeah. places. So, yeah, she's awesome. Back when I lived there. Uh, and so she, but they've all kind of um, rallied around her and, you know, that their restaurant group. And so the whole idea is there are going to be trillions of dollars handed out. We need our state officials mm-hmm. to lobby for that cash to be able to help our people. Um, of course there's in all small businesses, all businesses are going to be affected by this. Right. But we just said, and there's a lot of vulnerable people, mm-hmm. but you know, our industry has a lot of vulnerable people too. So that's what my wife, Michelle kind of worked on. And we, Justin, her and I worked on as a team she spearheaded that we we released that on Wednesday and that got a lot of good traction you know a lot of restaurants have you know kind of posted that and jumped behind it Sarah Baker Hansen you know Ben at uh O'Courant and his team a couple other places which is great you know um and the state has i mean it's just we're 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 writing the script as they as we go along and so are they mm-hmm. and they're trying as hard as they can mm-hmm. so we don't know what's going to happen SBA is you know I don't know if you saw the SBA stuff that that is that is happening. Um, it, it looks like you know business wise, people are going to get money, mm-hmm. which is of, of course that needs to happen. But what about our people? So, um, and you know, as it stands, there and you've heard the rumors. What's going to happen? Are we going to be shut down completely? Are we going to or are we going to be able to you know run business? Yeah. as we know it now, this new new normal right for two months or whatever, six weeks, are we going to be able to run this care out business and pay people? Um, New York, as, as I understand it, New York is able to run like that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And California is the other one that's locked down right now. I'm not sure what their status is for restaurants, but as far as I know, there's no carry out business allowed in California. Gotcha. And same with the state of Illinois. I could be wrong on that, okay. but as far as I know, New York's doing it. So, um, you know, in this brave new world, there's, there's hope with, with that bit of it. Yeah. Now, I, I want to get back to some of the legal stuff, but I, I want to make it very clear, like, as we're talking about this, obviously, there is a huge, you know, importance on getting business and, you know, paying your employees and everything. There's also a huge uh, need to keep everyone safe. Like, you want to serve food, but you want to make sure Great. that all your customers are safe. So, I want to just assuage any fears that anyone would have. Obviously, we're still learning more about the coronavirus and everything, but my wife and I, 
we actually got a pizza from Dante this past weekend. It was very easy. We called in, paid over the phone. I showed up at Dante, waited maybe five minutes, if that. And again, like you said, the wait could be longer. I think people need to uh, have some patience with it, especially as restaurants adjust to doing more takeout orders. But then someone brought the pizza out to my car, handed it to me. I took it and I went. It could not have been any safer, any easier. Can you maybe just talk to me a little bit about what you've done at Dante to just streamline that process and make things as safe as possible for everyone? No, yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, Very, very, very important. So um, first off, we asked everybody who wants to work. And there was a couple of people that raised their hand that didn't. Great. Respect that decision. Absolutely. Um, Secondly, you know, we ask our staff if there are any symptoms. Don't come in. Yeah. You got to tell us and not come in. Right. Um, You know, mostly fever is like the first sign of, is what they're saying. The fever, the sore throat, the uh, chest, you know, all those things that everybody knows, um, you know, sanitate constantly washing of hands. Mm-hmm. Right. And hand sanitizer all over the joint. Um, we have, you know, we've been doing these Facebook live videos that have been getting some pretty good traction and people are commenting. Why aren't they wearing gloves? Why aren't they wearing gloves? Well, Wash it. You can't wash your hands when you're wearing gloves. It's like, it doesn't like, I, it defeats the purpose. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, you know what I mean? So it's like, um, I, those people should maybe watch, a, you know, talk, listen to a, whatever, do a little bit of, re, it doesn't do it. You know, ready foods, we're wearing gloves, but like if we're plating, uh, you know, a bolognese or something, um, it, it just is, you don't need to do that. So, um, but we are starting today and we did a little bit last night where all the people running the food to the cars We'll be wearing gloves. I find that situation a little bit different. And then yes. we'll be switching the gloves out um, constantly. We're sanitizing all the tables constantly in both the front and the back where the where the orders are sitting and where we're preparing the food. Mm-hmm. Um, so sanitation and cleanliness is absolutely top of mind. Um, so and you know, we're we're learning as we as we go and we're just doing we're doing what we're told with the government's telling us to do with that. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned you know, Dante did a little bit of takeout business before, but it was primarily people dining in. Some people would come get a pizza or whatever to go, but primarily people coming and dining in. Obviously, that's totally flipped on its head now. And the process of doing takeout is completely different than the process of feeding someone at a table over the course of, you know, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it might be. How did you really just on the fly, you just kind of had to reinvent the wheel almost and, and totally flip your restaurant around. How did you do that? So we had a lot of help. So again, I said before, our team really came together and yeah. we were doing things on the fly. So starting in the kitchen, what we did was for, we're getting pre-order, you know, everything we're getting orders. When I left, we had 50 orders starting at for four o'clock tonight. So mm-hmm. that's a lot. So that's a lot of tickets hanging. Mm-hmm. So first off, we're breaking it up into different, you know, different times, five o'clock pickup, five thirty, And then what we're doing. So we could have like 25 tickets for a five o'clock pickup. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Right. So that could be, you know. 20 pizzas, 25 bolognese, you know, however many 30 full greens, all these budinos, you know, et cetera. So, so I'm just making lists as on, as we're going, I have paper and pencils on the, on the, on my expedite station. And I'm just writing out, all right, Bolo, you know, 25, you know, and down the line. And then I, I'm calling it to the guys. And at first it was like, holy cow, like how can we pick up that many things at once, but we're figuring out how to do it. And we're, we're making the, we're adjusting the menu so that we're able to do it in bulk. Mm-hmm. We had, um, at f- like yesterday we had cacio e pepe on with spaghetti. Right. Right. And so doing sp- for a good example is plating, sp- 
spaghetti needs to be in its own saute pan at one time mm-hmm. because it's it's very our spaghetti is very long it's like over a foot long so it's hard it's really hard to separate in the pan if you're following me to plate it mm-hmm. so you know pasta like fusilli which will be on tonight or lumake which is an extruded uh, we're doing only extruded pasta no fresh other lasagna mm-hmm. it's easy to plate you can do like five at a time mm-hmm. follow me mm-hmm. so that was so we made that adjustment very quickly we're finding people aren't ordering proteins which is very interesting I mean, a few huh but it's like all pots all pasta pizza and then a small percentage of proteins like we will be running a pork shank tonight we'll be running like we were in this brave beef dish last night that's been on the menu for a while this chicken dish people aren't buying those um and maybe they're and one reason you know they're more expensive I mean, at Don, normal Dante, that stuff's always, you know, flying out the door. Mm-hmm. But may, but we're also selling cases of wine. So people are like, you know what? Let's save money and let's just get some pizzas and then let's spend $135 on a, you know, half a case of wine instead. So, I, <laughs> so maybe that's what the mentality is. I don't know what it is. but And, and it will change because people will get bored of, you know, pasta and pizza and, they'll, and we'll keep on readjusting. So that's the kitchen. The, those were the kitchen adjustments. We're also like completely writing the menu the day before. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, before I would have ideas in my mind for the week mm-hmm. but we would talk about it on the day so you know the our biggest switches on menu were always thursday friday before and we would talk about that day okay we're bringing this halibut we're gonna do x y and z with it now we're making the decision like before so that we can post the menus uh at 10 o'clock the next day um changes in the front where ron mettler our longtime bartender has been with us almost the whole times that we've been open he basically kind of created the triage unit in the front mm-hmm. with um how we're organizing the orders so he did a hell of a job with that um we added another phone line you know we're doing grubhub for a while but grubhub kind of muddied everything with with as far as time is concerned so we're gonna drop grubhub for the weekends we'll probably bring it back during the week yeah then people are just ordering from our website and they're or they're you know um you can do online orders through the website which we can easily adjust or they're calling in um and i mean it's now it's kind of running ourselves now we're just kind of now it's running itself now we're kind of just tweaking it and making it better well it's been so encouraging to see because i i know that this is obviously such an uncertain time and it's going to continue to be uncertain for the near future but the community's response has been really great and to see them recognize you know that that restaurants need help and, and their responding is has been tremendous um just going back to you mentioned you you kind of sent out the big message I think it was on Wednesday. It might have been on Thursday. I think it was Wednesday too. But yeah, you you kind of sent out a message on social media and it was shared by a lot of restaurants asking for Governor Ricketts to really step up and um, support emergency employment benefits to hourly and salaried employees, to eliminate sales and payroll tax immediately, uh, to call for rent and loan abandonment for small business owners. Has there been any traction on that front or kind of what, what do you guys need from the government if we're going to get through this? All right. So there was a call, there was a conference call with the governor yesterday, right? yesterday at 9am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was kind of passed around town. Like people were texting, Hey, jump on this call, jump on this call. Um, I found out about through a couple of different people. Sent, but Jamie Burroughs, you know, our, you know, from early bird, Oh yeah, uh, a couple of different guys sent it to me. And so, I jumped on it at nine and the message was um, that the conference call is full. Oh boy. So then there was another number on, it turns out I look at like the document a little bit closer and the letterhead was for, I think it was just meant for Hastings. 
I think, mm-hmm. but maybe, but it, it's 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 unclear at this time. There's another number. We call the number. Person says, "Oh, there was only a max of 300 people allowed on that call." <laughs> and as a matter of fact, the governor wasn't even able to get on the call himself. <laughs> so you know, everybody's doing the stuff on the fly. You know, yeah. I'm not like making fun of them. It's just we're um, so. I've been told that the governor is going to have another conference call on Tuesday. I don't know the time yet. And so I'll report back on what I learned from that. Mm-hmm. So in, in the meantime, obviously the community is doing a very good job of getting out and getting takeout, getting to go orders, stuff like that. But what can, what can the community do to support local restaurants other than just go out to eat? Because obviously that's very, very important, but are there other things that consumers can do to help? Yeah. Call. So look at our, you know, look at our Facebook page, look at our social media, and there's kind of a list of things that we put there, what they can do. And it's mostly, um, you know, call the governor's office and kind of ask for these things and leave a voicemail. You're not going to get through, just leave a voicemail, email, uh, and then, you know, share the post and then tag everybody on it with what we're asking, with the, the kind of basic things that we're asking for. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's, and the, the main reason is just to show the voice and the support, mm-hmm. you know, for this industry, the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, a lot of, whoever raises their hand, the farthest is may, you know, may get the most, may get the most help. Yeah. So and people, cause people have to remember that it's not okay. So the restaurant industry, think of all the other in- industries affected by that. Like, all our farmers that I work with. Oh yeah. Um, you know, what's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. All, all the producers in general. I mean, I work with, you know, people will say that, oh, I only work with local farmers. Well, you can't, it's impossible to do that in Omaha because we have four seasons. Mm-hmm. I work with Cisco. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I bring it in. So what about, what about like, and they're a huge company, but if Cisco's not buying beef from whoever or onions from whoever, those people are going to be affected too. Mm-hmm. So it's just very much so, you know, a, uh, you know, a chain, uh, a chain effect, you know, it's mm-hmm. just gonna, so yeah. So if people keep on, if people were to do that, you know, um, and then also just keep on ordering from us and watching what we're doing and, you know, sharing what we're doing on social media and, um, and also, well, everybody that's open, yeah. I was looking at the list of restaurants open today or this morning, and there's a lot of people still open. And I think there's a lot of places like not getting, it's hard to tell because I don't know. And I've talked to a few people, um, but I don't know if as many people is getting as much traction as, as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they are, and I hope they are, mm-hmm. but support everybody. Yeah. I know that there have been some places like Porky Butts sold yeah. out the other day. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like that's unbelievable in this time. Block 16, a couple of days ago, they sold out of their lunch special. They said, Hey, sorry guys, you can't order the lunch special anymore. We're out. That's unbelievable. That's such great support by the Omaha community. I wanted to go back to what you just said a minute ago about how, you know, the restaurant industry touches everything else. And this is something that you said in that, in that Instagram post on Dante, like obviously the college world series is not happening this year, but yeah. if the restaurant industry is significantly changed, imagine having the college world series without local restaurants. Like yeah. that, that, that doesn't happen. Imagine having a major concert at the CHI center without local restaurants. That's not happening. Like the economy needs the local restaurants. Chains are not going to cut it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, you know, we lost and everybody across the country is losing these things, Yeah. you know, and I can't, what's the number that the college world series brings in tax wise. Do you remember? I mean, it's like a hundred million. Not off the top of my head, but it's yeah, like, something like that. It's and, insane. And Berkshire, you know, uh-huh. um, you know, our catering, 
op, everybody's catering up, you know, with all these weddings. Think about all the weddings that have been canceled. Oh, yeah. and, you know, the the catering business, the, that people that just rely on catering, you know, like the catering creation, people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, May, gone. You know, yeah. well, April for sure. May, we're not sure yet, but yeah. likely, right? Uh-huh. Um, it seems like it at this point, yeah. unfortunately. Hopefully that changes. Yeah. But yeah, um, and to go back to that, you talk about calling the governor's office. If anyone wants to do that, like you mentioned, they can find it on your social media. I'll also just give you the number right now, 202-224-3121. Call them, just let your voice be heard. Um, Just going, I want to touch on, and we kind of got into this a little bit, but just the Omaha community and how they are supporting restaurants like you like block 16 like porky butts i think kitchen table is another one that's had a lot of success there there are restaurants that are obviously there are a lot that are struggling Le Bouillon, they're doing it yeah Le Bouillon, and they're packaging you know they're doing like a food kit i think that's so cool it's pretty it's pretty cool yeah i think my wife and i are actually going to get that probably doing brunch tomorrow you know, tomorrow like a brunch kit Ooh, yeah, yeah there we go that's that's a good idea so if you don't have brunch plans people there you go but anyway i want to talk about the omaha community have you been surprised by the outreach and just the obviously you know with Forno that's incredibly disappointing but mm. that Dante has been able to have this level of success where you're actually doing more business what kind of a surprise is that oh I mean I just did not expect it at all I but luckily we were ready for it like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like we had enough like I was like like we ceased orders on let's see Last Friday, I was like, guys, don't buy anything. Nobody buy anything. Don't buy it. Don't bring anything in because um, and we've had to get like three orders. We had reload a couple times this week, which is, you know, usually like it, I, I was just surprised. Mm-hmm. Like we ran through all almost all of our wine, Dante and Forno's wine inventory because we moved all the inventory from Forno to Dante yesterday. Yeah. Uh, last night. Wow. Which is. I don't know how many cases. Uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. We brought, we brought in 20 cases today. So uh, people are drinking. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to do? These I are guess, dark right? times. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I, yeah, absolutely surprised. We're just like, holy cow, is this going to keep on happening? It's kept, I mean, we're only five days into it. Yeah. But what else is there to do? So I'm trying to come up with creative ways also to change the menu. But, you know, one idea was, Send out so people are sent at home. Kids are sent at home. Send out some like send out raw dough, all the things, all the ingredients necessary to make pizzas at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, and then have maybe do a little video of how to stretch and like. Oh, and that'd be awesome! So do yeah. something with the kid. You know, you could have. You know, we have three kids. It's like these kids are on their iPad. You know, they're trying to keep kids busy, but it's like, all right, that eats an hour of time. Uh huh. So I'm thinking about doing that. Um, you know, other ideas kind of like that, which I'm not, I don't want to say, I get, but I think I'll do that like pretty soon, probably next week. Mm-hmm. The other ideas I'm still kind of working on, but um, you know, one thing that I was kind of thinking about today that I haven't done yet, yeah. but I think I'm going to create a t-shirt Ooh. that says that then that says like, so we've, we came up with this thing, keep calm and carry out. I love it. Um, And so make a t-shirt of that and then contact everybody at all the restaurants open in Omaha. And then, you know, print their names on the back of it, the name of the restaurants, sell the shirts for whatever, $50. Let's say each shirt costs $20. So yeah. for 50, all the extra proceeds goes to like the restaurant employee fund. 
because there's a couple of those funds popping up around town. Yeah. One or two. And I don't know. And maybe, maybe there's a few, you know, maybe there's some, maybe there's a couple hundred bucks for everybody that like applies for that or a thousand bucks even. But uh-huh. like if everybody does that and buys those, sh- so then you're offering those shirts when you carry out, Hey, how many shirts do you want? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That could also help. I absolutely love that idea. And if you do it, you can put me down for two right now. Nice. One for me and my wife. There's a hundred dollars or whatever it's going to cost in your bank. Bam. Nice. It's done. I mean, it's like, cause it's creative ways and every people want to help. I mean, yeah. people call, we've had, I've had a couple of guests call and just like Venmo, Venmo me money. And this was at the beginning just to give to the staff. Yeah. That's so people cool. Are like we'll have a hundred dollar, you know, order people writing in $200 for a tip. Oh, that's so yeah, the front of the house is, you know, um, they're, they're, do, they're doing, they're doing great at Dante. And I, and I, and I, I bet you that's happened every, everywhere. Okay. So as we start winding down here a little bit, we, we've talked a lot about Dante. We've talked about the popularity, but if someone is listening to this and, and you know, they're, they're trying to make their decisions about where they're going to go each night and you can go anywhere. That's awesome. But if they specifically want to go to Dante, I want to open up the mic to you and allow you to maybe talk about one or two of your favorite dishes or best-selling dishes, whatever way you want to take it and just maybe Tempt some taste buds here and tell them why they need to get into Dante. Best-selling dishes are is always margarita, margarita pizza, uh, which has been on the menu since we opened. I mean, it's a classic, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the farm greens with the greens that we get from we we are still getting from Carl at Nishabat Naturals, bringing in like fifteen to twenty pounds a day of greens, and he picks them every day for us. So that's you know lemon and thyme dressing, pistachio, grana padano, selling tons of those. Budino uh, ran out last night, uh, you know. So uh, butterscotch. Budino with caramel and amazing. See, so one of the best this, desserts I've ever had. Selling tons of those. Um, bolognese lasagna. You know, we're doing like we're selling pans of lasagna, and we're we've hit our max on that. Um, so we start pre-ordering Thursday or Friday, and just so p- people like the lasagna today on the menu. So Saturday, we are going to be putting uh, amatrichiana on which I'm a huge, huge fan of and sells super well. Usually it was mm-hmm. spaghetti. Tonight we'll be doing fusilli. So Amatra Chiana is, um, we grind our house guanciale mm-hmm. and then like slow kind of braise it and render it and render it and then onion and then, uh, you know, chili. So some spice oh and my garlic gosh. and then tomato. And then we finish with pecorino and butter. Um, so that sells, people dig that when it's on. So I think that will probably fly off the shelf today. People want comfort food stuff. So today we put on, we're going to have like our, our Caesar salad that we do at lunch. Uh-huh. We're going to put that on. I bet that will sell super well. Uh, we put a pork shake on tonight um, with, let's see, that's going to be with a, a potato and olive oil puree and mustard and braised spinach. I have a feeling that will sell. That's actually a dish from Forno. And so we had a bunch of pork shank. We moved that over. Um, so yeah, we're, 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 we're shifting the menu just as we did before. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I'm not bringing in fish right now um, from seat to table. Understandable. But yeah. I might, but I talked to Sean Dimon the other day, the guy that don't seem to table, a good friend of mine. Um, and I, I think I'm going to be start bringing fish next week as long as protein sell this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the yeah. shrimp and teglarini is selling really, really well. And that's been a kind of staple on for five years or uh-huh. so. Selling tons of that, running out of. Run it up. I mean, so we're bringing in shrimp. I'm just not bringing in like, you know, black bass or, you know, I'm not bringing in shellfish. Right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you're listening to this on your phone right now, just stop the episode. Don't even bother going to the end. 
call into Dante or place an order online. Like if you're not tempted by what Nick just described, there's something wrong with you. You need to, <laughs> you need to pick up your phone and do that. And I think that's something uh, that's very important to stress. Um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier as we wind down, but patience and that, and that goes not just for Dante, but for any restaurant that's doing takeout right now, every restaurant is kind of an unprecedented territory. So many are having to change their processes on the fly. We have fine dining restaurants that have never even thought about doing takeout before that are now doing 100% takeout orders. So if it takes a little bit longer, if the food isn't exactly perfect, like you would expect to get, you know, if you were eating in the restaurant, have some grace, have some patience. This is not easy for anyone. That being said, I feel very confident if you go into Dante, you're not going to have any of those kind of issues. I certainly never have. So (laughs) I would call in, get some lasagna, get a Diavolo pizza. I absolutely love that. Thanks, man. Uh, The rigatoni bolognese, just crazy, crazy good. So I don't know how long we're going to be in this weird coronavirus period. I don't know what the future looks like, if it's going to be weeks, months, whatever, but... Nick, I cannot thank you enough for coming on today. And I just want to say, I can't wait to have you back on in whatever amount of time that is. And we can talk about how Dante is just kicking ass about how Forno reopened and it's just incredibly successful. And the whole restaurant community is just thriving. Thank you, Dan. Likewise. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Of course. This was, this is my pleasure. So listeners, now you've, you've got an opportunity. You've done such a great job supporting Omaha restaurants, supporting Dante Keep it up. You are doing awesome. As long as we are allowed to go out and eat and pick stuff up, of course, be safe. Uh, Practice social distancing. Don't do anything crazy and spread diseases or anything. But if you have the means and if you feel safe, please go out and eat. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Thanks for eating. A Parkville Media Production.